This is Living It Up, a refreshing daily podcast to help you get excited about beginning each day or your entire life all over again, only this time with the loving God at the center. We hope you'll experience joy from listening and find yourself laughing and living it up all the way to beginning again. For more teaching and encouragement from the Neals, visit their website at livingitup.org. Now, here's Scott and Teresa. Hey everybody, guess what? It's Friday. Okay, you do that in place of my woohoo. Oh well, we did them both. June the 20th, 2014. And again, it's Friday. We know that you guys are excited and so are you girls. And there's just, again, that spirit about Friday. Woo-hoo. It's a different spirit on Monday though. That's why we write our Monday word because we found an audience that really kind of dreads Monday, but they don't dread Friday. Doesn't matter to us because our well, we've already y'all don't care. (laughs) We've already told y'all our our dysfunctional schedule, (coughs) living it up while beginning again. Okay. And I'm Teresa. I'm Scott. Shit. And we've got it. We got a good topic for Friday, don't we? We do. For the weekend. Yeah, we do. Friday night. Well, the topic is we fight our addictions on two fronts. Okay, and this is out of Isaiah 55, verse 2. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that that does you no good? Listen to me, and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Mm -hmm. Just listen. Well, honey, I want you to kind of give them a little hint on what those two fronts are. Well, I mean, we could break it down. We don't want to tell them all in the beginning. We want them to keep listening. And if they hear it, they're like, okay, that's good. All right. We'll Look, break it down then. Okay. Well, like he said, <clears throat> we all have addictions. I don't care who you are. And some addictions may seem worse than, to others than some do. Mm-hmm. But they're still all addictions. And, and we do fight them on two fronts. And the first one that we'll talk about, the first one that we fight our addictions with is what's the hunger that's going on inside of us? What is that addiction anesthetizing? What is your addiction feeling that's empty inside of you? What is it that your addiction um, call, you know, provides shelter from your pain? That, that's what it is. So once you figure that out, what, what's causing me to overeat? What's the root of me doing this drug? Why am I drinking too much? Why do I get into other people's business? How did I become codependent? What is going on with me? Why do I continue to get in wrong, promiscuous sexual relationships when I don't love this person? What is it? So once you can figure out what that void is that this addiction of your choice is feeling, and it's temporary, then you can go to battle with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So let's start there. Okay. Addictions are shelters from pain. That's, that's why we go to them. Well, they're familiar, too. Mm-hmm. They're familiar, and, and so we keep going back to them because maybe just for that brief half an hour or two hours or whatever the case may be, we're not worried about things anymore. You can escape. We, yeah, where it's an escape, you know, whether you're doing drugs or alcohol or sex, any, sex, any other kind of addiction. You know, your car, you may be addicted to your car. Get in other people's business. Yeah, I mean, who knows, you know? But then you know what? It's fleeting. It all comes back. It all comes back. Then you go, yep, I need to go back to that addiction again. Here I am, you know? 
starting to remember that there's a void and I don't know what that void is. And so and I want to deal with it right yeah. now. So how many more hours we got till I can hit the bar? Yeah. Or, you know, see my dealer. Yeah. So yeah. Run to him. Run, what time will she be here? That's right. And so, I you know, just make it. So yeah. be all right for a little while. Well, that's the, that, that's the first front. Uh, what are you hungry for? What, what is it? But you, you, know? you know, in order to face those issues, you have to be ready and willing being ready is one thing. Being willing is another. Yeah, because there's a void there somewhere. You know, um, some people get married because they think that's going to fill their void. And there's nothing that will bring make yeah. your addiction worse than the pressures of a marriage. Right. Whew, now you got two people in the same room <clears throat> fighting their own battles who've, who've not recovered from them. Who have two voids. Yeah, and now they're trying to have a happy marriage. Yeah. And the, so, the pressure of the marriage will always bring <clears throat> to the surface. That's right. So... It's really good to figure out, you know, what you're hungry for and, and how to fill that void where it will never uh, rear its head. Yeah, rear its head again. Or, without you having any yeah. tools to, uh, you know, not go back to it. And the second front is? Changing the way you think about it. Changing mm. the way you think about the sin, the addiction, whatever it is. It is sin. That's right. It's a shortcoming. It's a def it's a character defect. You have to change the way you think about it. Right. And we're, uh, we'll use a personal example with us. For Scott, and I can bring this up, mm -hmm. you love to eat, and you're around food <laughs> because you're at a restaurant. Yeah. Well, back when you had all of your surgeries and stuff, you know, this midsection of yours was part of um, what needed to be gone before you could have the surgery in order for um, the problem to be taken care of, which is a hernia that you had gotten several years ago. Mm -hmm. So, Scott's, you're eating, you might, I don't want to speak for you, but goes back from your abandonment issues and it anesthetizes the pain. Yeah, there's a void. It filled my void. And it's something that you're probably going to have to struggle with and as long as you're in the restaurant business. But but he has tools now. But you've had to change your way of thinking about it because you don't want to have surgery again. Right. That was a horrible, horrible experience yeah, well, for us. It was uh, <clears throat> it, it was hard on us in those first three years of our marriage. It was. But that is, that's one way you changed your thinking. And it's not... It could be fear-based. That put the fear of, of it into to you. We don't want that to, to be the purpose. The purpose is because of his health. But but the enemy can use that because of that weakness that you have from abandonment. And that was, in a sense, has been your your choice right. to your shelter. Okay? So you had to change your thinking about it. In, in my case, one of my addictions that I've always had is to be codependent, meaning... To forget about all my own issues and just go get involved in other people's stuff so that I don't have to deal with my own. And, and that is an addiction and people don't really understand it. And a lot of it is overthinking. There's over overthinking that goes into codependency because you constantly are overthinking the way everything is, the way everybody else is, and the way that it should be. But you avoid looking inward and taking care of your own stuff because over here this is easier and it's, a, it's addicting. Mm -hmm. And it anesthetizes the pain. It keeps you from looking inward. It kept me from looking inward. Right. So those are two things that we have always battled. Yeah. But, but for me, changing my thinking about that was, that wasn't pleasing to God. 
number one. And number two, you know, everybody else's stuff is none of my business. Right. You know, and I've learned um, that as long as I was doing that, God couldn't do all the things he wanted to do in my life that he put in my heart and the visions that he had given me because I wasn't doing what he was telling me to do for me. Not selfish, but seriously. I mean, it's hard work to work on yourself. It is. But that overthinking and, and getting involved in other people's stuff, you know, is, um, you know, I could get, go there real easy. When we have something going awry in our, in our families, with your boys or one of my sisters or in the ministry, I could spend all my time just thinking about what we need to do and how it should be and how everything's going to go yeah. when, you know, everything else around me is not getting taken care of. That's right. Because that's so much easier. Codependency is, sounds a lot more complicated, and it can be, than just some of the other things, but... Uh, that is my weakness. Yeah. But I had to change my thinking about it. My thinking for me was, me doing this, I was playing God. Yeah. You know? Well, and, you know, and also, you know, in changing our thinking, I mean, when we do that, you know, we come to God with our past. And turning our lives over to Him, we give Him our entire self, including our past losses and our shame. Yeah. When that's part of the changing your thinking, you know, to realize that you're really, you're hungry for him to begin with. Yeah. And changing your thinking that, you know, these addictions are doing me nothing but harm. And some addictions cost you your life. Yeah. In two regards. That's right. From a physical, literal standpoint, and also from the life that God has, is trying to get you to. Yeah, but you, you know, you... You, you may not, you, you probably you don't know him. You don't know God. You don't know his will for you is, is good and to prosper you. You don't, you, don't, you, know, you don't know that when you're in the midst of all these addictions. But he's bigger than those addictions. You're speaking to someone who knows. Okay? He changed my thinking. Yes. He changed it to where I knew that he loved me. And that he forgave me. He affirmed me as his son. And I was forever changed. Forever changed. But I was trying to fill a void. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of different addictions trying to fill that void. And I was lonelier the next day than I was the day before. Mm-hmm. But when he came into my life and I surrendered to him, that's my life. Mm-hmm. He changed my thinking. Now, those are the two fronts we're talking about. Mm-hmm. What are you hungry for? Are you going to change your thinking? Are you going to allow him to do that? He's ready. He's been ready since you were born. Since the world began, he was ready for you to say, yeah, I'm ready, man. I'm tired of this hunger that I have and I can't figure it out these addictions that I have I'm trying to fill this void and I want God through his son Jesus to change my thinking Mm -hmm. well if you've never done that honey we pray right now today on this Friday that you do freedom we want freedom for you that's right it is it's out there it's it's available and his name is Jesus that's right. You're thinking to yourself, you may be, you know, never been around church or even you just stumbled on this podcast you're listening to it. You're going, well, how can you pray a simple little prayer and you be saved? Because 
the prayer may be simple, but the task to get there wasn't. Jesus suffered a horrendous death so you could pray a simple prayer and live with him for eternity. And I just want to insert this, and he did that. He did that while people around him were all hung up in their addictions. Well, that's for sure. Not believing in him, calling him every name in the book. Oh, yeah. He still got up on that cross and died for them. Could you do that for anybody in your life? Yeah. People all around you calling mm-hmm. you a liar and every name in the book. Spitting doing things on you, beating you. Could you still get up on a cross and die for them? Well, that's what he did because right. he knew the end from the beginning. He knew that sacrifice that he needed to make was what would get us to that place with him where one day all of it wouldn't even be an issue anymore because we'd be with him. But that's that right. price had to be paid. That's right. You know, and when Jesus was on the cross and the, and the rabbi looked at him and said, well, you are the Messiah, why don't you just come down? But what the rabbi had no idea was he had the ability to do that. He could have come down right there. He could have had a legion of angels come and wipe everybody out if he wanted to. But it wouldn't have changed their thinking. It would have just affirmed their unbelief. So if you've never prayed this this prayer of salvation, we ask you to do that right now. And please pray it from a sincere heart. Lord Jesus, please come into our lives. Lord, I know you died on that cross, that you were buried, that you rose on the third day. And because of the cross, you say my sins are forgiven if I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Lord, I I want you to change my thinking. I'm hungry for you. You're the only thing that can fill this void in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today is Friday. And so, you know, find a church tomorrow or Sunday we can go to. And uh, tell them you gave your life to Christ. And uh, ask them if you gave your, uh, if they have a mentorship or discipleship program. Someone who can walk with you during this new exciting walk with Jesus. And help them show you how Jesus wants to change your thinking. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a great topic for the weekend. It is. A lot of addictions, you know... (laughs) are exaggerated on the weekend and flare up. Well, that's for sure. So, I remember. <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're believing that this helped you and that you're going to find the help that you need. Absolutely. Anyway, so until we talk to you t- t- Monday, uh, on Monday, have a great weekend mm-hmm. fighting your addictions on these two fronts. I look forward to talking to you on Monday. Keep living it up. Well, we can, yeah.